Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin. And Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're talking about fundamentals. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays land flipping blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting into this niche, you've got to check this out. We've taken all the knowledge we've gained through the years of consulting and hundreds of clients and put it into this course. It's in an easy to follow video format. It's got all the contracts, scripts, and forms that we use in our daily business. And everyone that joins gets a free one on one training with either myself or Justin. So if you're interested in learning more, all you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com, click on the training tab, set up a strategy call, and we'll go over everything you need to know to get started. Whew. Don't go chasing <laughs> waterfalls. That's, I was, was going to be let down if you didn't sing it. It was like, that's like 80s, 90s TLC, isn't it? Well, um, I don't know about 80s. I think they're an 80s band. I think We're they're 90s. Old, bro. I think they're 90s. 90s? Okay. Yeah, it's definitely TLC. Okay. Okay, so why would we even talk about that? Like, why why would we even bring this up? Well, you tell me. Okay. <laughs> I, well, well, I will there, sir. So, it's, it's kind of a play on a, a poking. I don't want to say poking fun because it was kind of a joke between me and one of the one on one clients I have, and we were going through it, and he was telling me about this property. Is he's hyping it up to me? He's trying to sell me on this deal he's getting. And if you've ever done a deal review with me, I do the exact same thing every time. I look at access. I look at topography. Is it a wetland or flood zone? Then what's it worth? Those are without a doubt. So he's hyping it up to me and he's telling me, so he's, I said, give me the county APN. I would ask the same question, county APN. Start putting it in as he's talking. He's like, oh, it's got this 30-foot waterfall. It's going to look so good on a picture. And it's going to be like, this is going to sell this amazing thing. I pull it up. I'm like, there's no access. Turn it on. A, I go to Google Earth at the same time. I'm looking at it. that It's kind of steep. And he's like, well, 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 I know you were going to say the access. I've got an easement, I think. And so... We looked at that. And so we start walking through this and, you know, I was like, it kind of made me laugh because he was so, he was so happy about the, the, the picture quality and the cell that, that characteristic of the waterfall. And I was like, man, we can't go chasing waterfalls because we got to make sure that the fundamentals, the access, the, the things that we know will cause a property not to sell are there because we don't want to lose money. Mm-hmm. Did you play sports? You played sports in high school. Yeah. How much, how much time did y'all spend on the fundamentals? That's all you do. Well, it's not all you do, but it's a and lot. In practice, that's all you do. Yeah. Well, to a point, like we had a, I had in baseball, I had a coach and I, I despise this man. Like I <laughs> hate, I, and hates, I say I hate like two people in the life. He's one of them I hate. And I, and I'm hoping that as I get older, I'll let this go. And I'm starting to. I've never known you to be good at letting things go. So <laughs> I'm going to say. It's probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. Yeah. So I will say that he had, he had one thing that I, res, I, I respected. And I'm, I'm sure he got it at a coaching workshop. He did not come up with this himself. <laughs> and I'm not giving him any credit other than he was very strict on the fundamentals. So the first three weeks back into regular baseball season, like not the off season where you're practicing like lightly, but when we were full-fledged two-a-days going back at it, you were you did the fundamentals. Like it was you played infield. You had a paddle. It was a hard paddle with a strap on it that your hand was in. That's what you caught with the glove. Um, your your throws, You we played a game called perfect ball. If the throw was not in the exact right spot, you had to do it again. And you continued to run the drill until everybody could do it all the way through twice with perfect balls. 
Like there was there was no wavering from that. And while I say that that now in business it makes sense to me that it it transfers. We talk about sports a lot of times when we talk about you know what we do in business and you know in, in any kind of athletic versus entrepreneurial thing. There's like that sports metaphors that work well, but when it comes to this for us on our acquisition side, there is no room to waver because where you waver in your fundamentals, you're reducing your risk. That's all we're trying to do is we're we're engineering the deal to a way that it reduces our risk. And so if you get off that fundamental, you're opening yourself up to a can of worms or holding a dud. Yeah, I see that a lot of times. You'll see uh, people who don't do exactly how they want to do on their, like, on a mailer or mm-hmm. a couple mailers or whatever, you know, and every time we can look at it and say, well, or what we do, we say, oh, well, let's get together. Let's look at it. Right. Mm-hmm. And every time, like you you can find exactly what went wrong. Right. It's because yeah. they didn't stick to the plan. What yeah. we taught, what we show, like we, we put a lot of work into our training and mm-hmm. showed multiple way, you know, not, not different ways, but shown multiple times how to do. Yeah. It's like stick to the plan. Right? Yeah. Practice exactly like we're saying and do it. And I mean, you, it's not like we're hiding anything. Yeah, in each, and I, I guess we, we rolled this back to the sticking to the fundamentals. In each segment, like you're saying, in the business, whether it's sending out mail or if it's sending, uh, if it's looking to buy a property or if it's how you're going to list it and get it closed, and you know each individual portion of it. But there, there's you're exactly right. There's fundamentals to all this. You know, taking it back to like your the the mailers. Uh, I'll get I, one of the funniest things for me is is, and I say this because I say this all the time is like, well, what size did you send? Well, I sent one to seven acres. Okay, well, why did you choose that that price range? Well, you know, I just thought it would be at a point where um, I could afford the deals or whatever because they saw on somebody else's where they're buying these one-acre properties for 250 bucks or 300 bucks, But yet they mail a suburb of Fort Worth or they mail a suburb of Dallas or they mail a suburb of Nashville and where a one-acre is $25,000 or a $50,000 acre because it's got some subdivided neighborhoods in there that have been developed. And you're like, well, you do realize you could have bought a 20-acre two counties over and had less risk because those people wanting to leave Nashville to come out because that's why we talk about the basketball property. That's why we say, Hey, two to three hours from major metropolitan area. That's why we, we say, Hey, we expect access. We mail over, you know, seven to 10 acres up to a hundred because we can open that all the way up. Mm, probably a better response rate and purchase rate than mailing in town one acre lots. I mean, there's a reason why we go two to three acres out. Yeah. Right? We send a lot of mail and you have better results. Well, yeah. And, then the, well the or they get into a place where they buy a bunch they get a bunch of stuff back and it's say it's a subdivided thing in like Huntsville or uh, Lake LBJ where it's a bunch of quarter acre lots it's like okay great you got these quarter acre lots there what can you do with them does it have water no they didn't run water to it okay so state of Texas you can't drill a well on a quarter acre oh well so what are we gonna do with it? like what's the end user actually gonna do with it yeah great that you see it's worth five grand and you're getting it for a grand but like, who's really going to buy it, and are you just churning paper at this point? Are you selling a quality asset? I think that's the key, quality assets, because there's a lot of people making a lot of money selling crap out there that can never be used out in the middle of nowhere, or even in town that can never be used. Like, And they do. And I, and I, you know, do do some of, some of our coastal properties crap? Probably. <laughs> yeah. They, they, are these, they are these things that have gone all the way through the tax cycle, and that's where they're at. Can you trade that paper and make money? Yes, you can. What's the longevity of your business for that? Like, are if you if going back to the fundamentals in sports, are you going to have a long career in sports if you get away from the fundamentals? If you throw sidearm or if you you don't swing right, you're not. Has there ever been? I, this is just a you brought that up. Has there ever been a career long side pitch person? Well, know? I mean, there's been guys that make it to the pro that throw sidearm, yeah, yeah. but you know, what's their career length? You know, how yeah. long is it? 
I don't know. It's so funny looking. Yeah. Some of them, there's a there's an actual natural throw way. If you throw underarm, it's more of a natural movement for you. So some of those guys do last longer. But, you know, it's not traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just watched Moneyball. Okay. <laughs> anyway, there's a, they picked up a sidearm guy on that. Okay. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember the movie. I love yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. a great movie. That is a great movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Every time it's on, I'll watch it. Anyway, my brain is like you're, all over the place right now. Because so. of the fundamentals and yeah. thinking of what you can do and what you, what you can't. Yeah. yeah I, I would say that I probably look at conservatively 100 plus deals a week just because of Plum and deal reviews and my own mail. And I would be willing to bet that it's gotten better but I still get the new wave of somebody that's new that's working with me and they send me stuff without access. And I'm like, that's dude, if there's access, why are we even, if there's no access, why are we even spending time on this? Like you, it's the top of a mountain. It's got no road to it. Like what, how do we get there? And what do we do when we get there? We have a checklist for this. I mean, in our course we do. Yeah. yeah. But some, and some of these people haven't taken our course because they took another one. They didn't really need our education, but they find themselves getting into, into trouble because the fundamentals aren't done. Maybe they do need our course then. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's not very expensive and it would save you a lot because I would say today that that client had seventy seven thousand dollars he was ready to pull the trigger on on deals that I nixed every one of them. Oof. So, yeah, and that's and not not a bad thing. But you know, I had another one on one client. He had, I mean, we sent out six thousand pieces of mail. I think we closed. We got twelve in escrow to buy. We we're closing on them this week. That's he sent me bunch of title commitments that I've been going through with him. But, you know, in that, we probably had 40 or 50 properties that come back and, you know, access is uh, crap. It's it's an easement that's written in, but it's not maintained. And the last satellite image is 2015, and it's all grown over. And you're kind of like, okay, and it's you're buying for 12, and it's come back at, like, the, the market value just because of the neighborhood or the subdivide it was in is, like, 18000 It's like, okay, do we spend $13,000 after closing costs and pictures to – to make three or four no yeah. move on i'm gonna give you a chance here to to um answer this for the people but it's the second time on the show you've mentioned two different one-on-one people now i think you're booked with one-on-one <laughs> yeah. right like you're yeah. not taking any more on right now no. because it seems like every time that comes up we do get a ton of questions about it so I just yeah wanna... that's uh so yeah these are a little bit different cases and i it's not something that i i really i i like doing it and watching these people be successful and get their properties because uh, one of the guys has got an offer on his on the table his first deal that he's done he's gonna make 30 grand so he's completely bought paid for everything i have another guy he's got uh, like i said we've got 10 or 12 in escrow to buy I, i'd have to count them all up again but he's at a point where he's got about 300 grand 400 grand in in equity built we, we got to realize that so let's just say it's probably gonna end up making about 200 grand this is a second mailer his first one went blank i mean it just we tried a state that he was familiar with and it didn't work Went back to the basics, followed the fundamentals and do it. So right now I am booked for those. Um, going into the office and us opening up the conference room there, I may do something in person where we, we have some people come in and spend, you know, four or five days with us. If they want to come in and do it one-on-one, we get you out. Then you come back and do it another day or two, you know, later on. We may do something like that. Um, but virtual, you know, is easier for everybody. But we're going to put some of this office space to work too. So, so I thought that would be important to bring up because mm-hmm. we do get a lot of questions about it when it's talked about. I do, and it's not because not because I want to say, hey, you know, I'm going to help somebody. It's just there's only so much time. Mm-hmm. We run our own businesses as well, and it's a uh, – man, it's it's 
it's a lot of responsibility. And these guys, I don't take light of that. These guys that charge 50 and 60 and a hundred thousand dollars for one-on-one coaching programs. And you get to come spend a weekend and have dinner with them. And you know, they rent a Ferrari and let you drive it around. It's, I, I, I worry about some of the people that I see how they come out of that and what they actually get from it. And I don't know that my value, I, I'm over sensitive to people's money and financial situations. So I don't want to take something that they can't afford but B, I want to make sure that I provide a quality product to that point. Yeah. I still get all sorts of questions about that. Last time you made a comment. Uh, I still tell them, I said, go back and listen to project <laughs> one and do it again. I, I get that still every week. If somebody asks me, well, you said you could do this. And I said, yeah, but <laughs> there's a, there's a difference between you wanting to talk about it and see if you could do it to kind of glean some information. It's a whole different story to, to, uh, buck up. You know, we had just had the, the, the mail sale, there was a perfect opportunity for you to buy thirty or sixty thousand. I bought thirty thousand pieces of mail. I'll send that out by the the rest of the half that last half of the year. But there's a big difference in you willing to nut up and spend fifty like five grand or six grand on mail to have it sitting there, and then you pull the data and then you do it and be ready for all the phone calls coming in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because that would be a lot a lot of phone calls. Yeah, yeah, and, one, well, and more than more than one one month's full, <laughs> two or three months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what the, the guy we did sent 6,000 out. He goes, every time I tell you, I think the phone calls are dying down, I get another round of 100 calls in. And his his mailer's done well. It's in a work state that's not, it's it's worked just as well. We just adjusted our data a little bit, went for a little bit bigger properties. And man, we've got a couple that are just, they're great properties that I'm super excited about. We got some that are what they are. I'm not, they're, they're on paper, they work. They're just not, uh, it's not a, uh, not something that super excites me, but you know, for a guy that starts a business, it's going to make quarter million dollars off of this right off the bat. It's not a, not a bad way to go. But the big thing to remember about this, this is not an overnight thing. We've been working on this for three, four months now. I mean, it's not something that happened. Hey, he put the money up. Hey, he did this. And we're, we're going through the process now that we've closed. I think we closed four last week. I just, this week so far, I've looked at another three title commitments and okay, those. So they're getting ready to wire money uh, for those two. Um, and now he's like, okay, what do we do now? Well, that realtor we picked out earlier, call him, let him know that you're ready to go with these listings. So you're going to start getting them listed. Then what? We just wait. <laughs> so hopefully it happens soon enough. Yeah. Hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. And so that, and that becomes the next question. When do you send more mail? Well, how much cash do you got? How much cash has Plum got? You know, how much cash does any other money investor get? Those, uh, the never ending cycle of thoughts and answers and questions and yeah the balance to asset to cash ratio like what's yeah. the right number and i i will tell you mine is i always keep between two and three hundred thousand dollars out working when it drops below that i send more money out or send more mail out i don't i don't say hey, i've got to send a thousand a week or five thousand a month it's not that's not what it's about for me i know that if i put 200 grand to work my numbers show me after five years that 200 grand is gonna be worth about 220 or 225 profit back and so i keep turning that how much money do I want to make this year? Do I want to run 500,000 in profit? Do I want to run a million dollars in profit? How many partners do I want to take on? So I, I don't want to go super in depth in this because it could be a whole other podcast episode, but it's like, I don't, I, I don't ever think it's about how much mail you feel you should put out each month anymore. It's like, what is, what do you want out of the year? And yeah. then let's, let's track them there. Cause you get so many different people coming in from hearing other things. They're like, well, I need to put out a thousand a month or 200 a week or blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I'm like, let's, you know, let's not so focused on because I don't really know anybody that consistently puts out two thousand every month for an entire year. So, my uh, one of the one-on-one guys, he t- 
took that advice and ran with it. Like he took his advice that somebody else said, Hey, we need to do, get you about six to 8,000 pieces of mail out. Cause you're not gonna be able to handle it once you get back. And he's like, Oh no, not going to be fine. You know, blah, blah. He's been sending out 2000 a week cause he left his job. He's full time at this, left his job and he's sending out 1500 to 2000 a week. And right now when he called me, he was freaking out cause he had a stack like as big as your books here. So three <laughs> inch stack of paper sitting in front of me. He's like, what? And I was like, just fundamentals, go through a checklist. You got four things you need to check. If they get past that, then they'll talk about it. But if they don't, just don't get emotional. Don't go. And he just, but what if, no, no what ifs, no, can we make this work? Just stick to it and keep processing it because that's the way you have to get through that. And then when you get that money spent that you're comfortable with, let's sit back and let's start making some sales. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, we're going to end it there. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. All right, guys. It's Friday. Get out there. Have a great weekend. Do us a favor, as always, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, and then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you next Friday. See you guys.